everything that we do every day, we want to be a champion. Get your mind right and let's go. Do the little things. Win every day. It's a selfless thing play so far. Everything with an attitude. Alabama. I don't give a shit who we're playing. This is a mauling, folks, a mauling. Fear the tide, honey badger. Hello and welcome to the Alabama Football Podcast, powered by Bama Hammer. Tom, we're back, and this time we're talking offensive line. What do you got? What do you have for me? Well, first of all, man, this is where we should have started the shows, man, about our preseason shows, because you know the offensive line is the most important position on the field. Having played it myself, this is where all the work is done. And so um, I am, I'm the most excited to really see, you know, Dominic Jackson. Uh, I know there's been videos on, online, and, you know, I know he's banged up a little bit right now, but, you know, that, that first game in the Georgia Dome, I'm, I'm ready to get the binoculars on number 76 and, and find out where he is on the field. Yeah, we're going to have to watch him close over the next couple of weeks. He, uh, you know, there's been a number of players leading up to the first scrimmage uh, that kind of sprained a knee or, or turned something or dinged up here and there. And uh, Dominic Jackson, I thought it was funny. You know, Saban went through uh, an entire press conference, and then he and then it was kind of, oh, by the way, at the end of this, you know, 15-minute press conference, he says Dominic Jackson was banged up, uh, turned an ankle, uh, going to be out a couple of weeks. And so I thought, well, that's a buried lead right there because this is a guy that, you know, frankly, I have him penciled in as a starter uh, across the offensive line or amongst the offensive line, at worst he's uh, you know he's a high uh, a high player, maybe a rotational, maybe the sixth offensive lineman, uh, certainly in the two deep. Uh, and so I thought, well, that's kind of a buried lead to to see him uh, out for a couple of weeks. So I want to watch him play. I'm excited about watching him play. He's going to have to come back from injury and and kind of see where that puts him in in the lineup. But uh, yeah, he's one of the, one of the many guys. It's going to be exciting to watch this season. What else are you interested in as far as the offensive line <laughs> positions? Or are you thinking, you know, as, as we're talking about Dominic Jackson for a second, do you do you, do you see him giving any push at left tackle? I mean, has, has Cam sewn this position up by getting here early? You know what? And it's amazing to say this or even to think this, but I think that we were chi- we are chips all in on Cam Robinson at left tackle, and I think that that's probably a decision that was made in a in spring. That's a biggie, uh, though, right? We're we're saying true freshman at left tackle, right? This doesn't happen very often in Alabama. It does not. I think what gives him uh, uh, leaps and shoulders uh, ahead of uh, similar players in his position is the fact that he did participate in the spring. Uh, he he played through a day, played well. I think there were some things that he could have worked on. Uh, very smart he, kid, though. Very smart kid. I think that he's come back and uh, he's sort of. I think he's dropped some bad weight. I think he's remade his body uh, a little bit, at least to the extent that you can. Uh, in in a couple of months, I think he's come back a little lighter on his feet, a, a little more agile. Uh, I think a little stronger at the same time. Uh, much more versed in the playbook. Uh, he's watched some film of himself, and I think we talked about that uh, after the spring game as well, an opportunity for him to uh, to watch some film. I think we're all in. Uh, and what's interesting, uh, if there's any question about that, is that uh, here's a true freshman looking like he's going to start at left tackle, and currently running number two at left tackle is, uh, and I need to get my hooked on phonics, but uh, 
It's this uh, uh, Ross uh, Pierschbacher, uh, another true freshman, is running second at uh, left tackle. So and that should scare us a little bit, right? I mean, what, what's wrong with this picture, man? Well, I, you know, I don't know if it should scare us or, you know, kind of we should be excited about having that much youth and uh, that apparently is that talented because we've had years past where uh, the Dominic Jackson guy would be assumed as the starting left tackle. Would have been, uh, yeah, months ago. Months yeah, ago. and so, and, and frankly, I thought that he kind of would be too or at least get a shot at right or Austin would uh, would kind of get a shot at left. And But I think Shep has been playing really well at the le- at the right tackle. I don't think he's moving. And uh, I, I think that, that uh, surprise, well, for me, I will say, uh, surprisingly, Ari has been really mobile in camp. He was mobile in camp last year. So, I you know, I don't know kind of where that leads. I thought Dominic would not really have a problem coming in at that left guard. You know, there's three more weeks of camp, but he's going to miss a couple of them with injury. Uh, That's he, huge, though. That right there is huge for, you know, it's, you know, two more weeks missed and only one week. I mean, the fact that he's only coming back one week left, right? I mean, that really gives the nod for Ari, right? I mean, Ari would have to get hurt to lose that spot at this point. It, it really does. And, and so if you go to the, the, the right tackle – or I'm sorry, the right guard position, Leon Brown has yet to practice. Uh, I think he's going to start this next week, but uh, uh, he's yet to practice with uh, uh, a, a sort of a nonspecific foot injury. And uh, Shank or uh, you know Alphonse Taylor uh, has dropped some weight. Uh, he looks less sloppy, and uh, he looks like he's been uh, performing very well in that uh, starting right guard position. So, you know, I, it's, it's amazing that we've got – a, a freshman at left tackle, backed up by a freshman at left tackle. Dominic Jackson was this guy expected to come in and start. He's going to miss for a couple weeks. Leon Brown, you and I said he was the second best offensive line performance in the Sugar Bowl, and uh, he has he's yet to practice. And there's not a fire alarm, you know, there's not a five alarm fire over the offensive line. I mean, for me, I, I, I sit back in a little bit and I'm like, damn, this is sexy that we've got this much talent, this much depth. At the offensive line, and Tommy, we haven't even mentioned Grant Hill, who played with the ones last year. Yeah, see, to your point though, you remember in in our last in our uh, a day uh, discussion of the offensive line. Remember, we talked about when we were watching the replay of the a day game, and we saw the shot behind the second string offensive line. Yes, remember the patchworkness of that line. To your to your point, the media should. And I'm surprised the media is not all over this in their questions of Saban. Because why isn't somebody sounding the bell? I mean, to me, it sounds to me like we're in a very tenuous position right now because Leon Brown had a great game in the Sugar Bowl, but it was a game, right? And he's coming back a week from now. And now you've got Dominic Jackson, who you obviously recruited for depth because you were concerned about your lack of depth. You brought the kid in to to really compete for left tackle, in my opinion. Did you think Cam was going to win it? Probably not. You thought they both had, I'm sorry, you thought they both had an equal chance to win it, right? I think I think Saban felt like Cam and Dominic, between one of you, I'm going to put one of y'all at left tackle. Well, now, Cam, you've probably taken care of that. Okay. But these guard positions are pretty important. Now, Ari might have overcome, you know, the help situation better than we thought, and, and that knee might continue to get stronger and stronger and stronger. But you and I both know that right guard's a very important position also. And well, so um, we're, we're going to show up here in the Georgia Dome, and there's going to be some missing pieces. Well, I, 
I, you know what? I disagree with you on that. And, and I think, I think this, right? I think that, you know, Ari looked mobile enough at times during camp last year that they actually tried him at a tackle position. And you and I kind of got excited about what that might mean in terms of moving Austin back down uh, inside, to right. in, inside, and maybe that's a better position, and maybe that helps us out uh, a little bit. That turned out not to be the case, and it turned out that sometimes Ari was not even athletic enough to play guard. You know, and so we go from, you know, maybe Ari is a first half of the season kind of player. And just his body kind of runs down by the you know by mid kind of late season. Let's just say that's the case. Well, Dominic and Leon Brown will be back to full strength uh, by that time. So even if you say one of them starts the first half of the season and the other one comes in and starts the second half of the season, that's going to be better than what we got out of that position last year. And and then you know Leon Brown and Alphonse Taylor. There's I think between the two of them a lot of talent a lot of ability to man that other guard spot. If you look at last year's starting five, the real only other talent that we had to come in and and perform at that level was true freshman Grant Hill. And so if you include Grant in the mix and you take Cam, Dominic, Ryan Kelly, Leon Brown, Austin Shepard, Grant Hill, Ari Quanjo, and Alphonse Taylor, you're giving me eight guys that you could say can compete with the ones. And I know it's camp, and I don't want to get too overexcited about camp, but last year you could, we couldn't name eight guys that we thought could play with the ones. We were uncertain about the five guys that could play with the ones. We, you know, we didn't expect a freshman to come in, you know, and here we are maybe thinking that there's you know, seven or eight of those guys that could run uh, with the ones that we would feel pretty confident about. So I kind of like what we've got in this unit uh, across this group. I feel good about our offensive line. Well, I guess I'm just concerned about the guard play. Uh, Austin Shepard, hats off to him for for holding down the right the right tackle spot. You know, he might be the Drew Davis type, right? He might be the 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 guy that we were bound and determined that that he was going to get moved, and maybe he just is able to to hold on and man that spot. But as far as the the left tackle spot, you know, that's just such a huge position with a right-handed quarterback that, um, you know, I, I, I hope Cam's up for the challenge. I, I, I think that I guess I'm a little bit concerned about him holding up at the point of attack with your more bigger physical defensive ends just because he hasn't had that time in the weight room and his body is going to continue to develop. So I just hope somebody else is there to push him and that we have it just, uh, like you said, chips all in for, for him at this point. Not not down on him. I just hope there's yeah. somebody else pushing him at this point. I don't know. You know, I don't know because, you know, we're talking about having another freshman right behind him. I don't know who is that person. Uh, you know, were it not for Dominic's uh, injury, I would think that, uh, that, that he could have an opportunity to maybe uh, get a look at, at tackle. You know, I'm not saying that he can't, but now if he's going to be out for two weeks and then kind of get getting back into, you know, practice shape and, and play shape, you know, it that would be nice two weeks for him to kind of rotate at left tackle. I think we're going to be okay with Cam. I really, really do, and I think we have a lot of depth across the other, you know, center. We're bringing in Bradley Bozeman, and and he's kind of working with the twos there. I think we're doing that to sort of manage the roster with uh, the two uh, stud freshman centers. 
you know, Ryan Kelly's only a sophomore, uh, so I think we want to keep some roster separation. That's kind of a, in my mind, that's a textbook use of the roster management approach that we talk about. So let's get Bradley Bozeman, who's a red shirt. He's already burned his red shirt year. He's going to, you know, use a year of eligibility this year anyways. Let's get him at the center position. So I feel like we've got some depth that I feel really good about at every one of the positions with maybe the exception of left tackle, which I get is the most important, uh, one of the most important positions across the line. But um, I just got good feelings about this Cam kid. You know, he was the number one rated offensive line recruit, uh, and in one service actually had him as the number one rated recruit. And uh, we see enough of uh, we see enough other teams that have you know the number one recruit in the country at this position, and they just come in and just dominate. And yes. uh, I think you know what that that can happen for us too. Uh, we can have a guy that's that talented, and then he comes in through spring. And I don't think that's wishful thinking, right? Because he looked like a freshman, but he looked like a guy with a ton of potential uh, in the spring. And uh, going through the off-season program, uh, it's a unique season. This is the first um, uh, the first summer that the coaches have had an opportunity to actually spend time with the players. And so I think you know some film study with Cam. You know, kind of two hours a week is is what was allowed. I think uh, I think he's probably benefited from that. And uh, you know, everything that we're hearing from camp so far is that uh, he's living up to the challenge. So I think he's gonna I think he's gonna be a pleasant surprise there. Well, he did not look overwhelmed at the A day game, right? The moment didn't look too big for him, right? Which I was happy to see. That was a huge thing for me. Talk about Grant Hill for just a quick second, because because Grant Hill you know, was plugged in at a couple different spots. And you and I did not expect Leon Brown to be the, the right guard uh, starter, you know, for the Sugar Bowl. Where, where do you see Grant Hill? Do you see Grant Hill being that sixth man right now? Well, I, you know, it'd be hard to say which one of the backups I, I think, you know, will be the sixth man because I think, you know, if Ari starts, then, you know, Dominic has an opportunity if uh, Alphonse Taylor starts, then, you know, Leon Brown's going to have an opportunity, you know, vice versa on those. I think Grant Hill is going to get uh, an opportunity at one of the at one of the tackle spots. And it looks like actually backing up uh, Austin, which is where he played some last year. We actually, yes. you know, it, you know, and I never got like a really good story on it. But, uh, you know, Austin actually rotated out and Grant Hill, a true freshman, played with the rest of the starters last year. So I think Grant's being groomed is, uh, is the heir apparent at, uh, the right tackle position. And, uh, when, you know, when he comes in, you know, we'll see him at, at that position. You know what I would like to see? And I don't know that we'll do this, but I think that we have the depth to say that we have a true second offensive line. I would love when we get up in a game just to bring them in for a series just to bring, and them, bring them all together. Yes. <clears throat> bring them in, you know, not to sit not the starters, work. not yeah. to sit the starters, but to give them some t- some play earlier in the game, to get them involved earlier in the game and uh you know, rotate them in in the third quarter, you know, rotate them out, you know, kind of like we, we rotate possessions uh you know for the running backs. I think it'd be neat to see some possessions rotate uh, for the offensive line. And maybe, you know, we rotate quarterbacks when, when we do that or something. I, you know, I don't know exactly what it would look like, but I think it would be good 
to get some of these guys some some experience. Because we, you know, Leon Brown's a senior, Austin Shepard's a senior, Quanjo's a senior, you know, so we're going to lose three guys anyways. You know, it would be good to see some of those number twos that are going to step up and be the starters next year. Uh, it would be an opportunity. It'd be a great opportunity to see them get some additional run, put some stuff on film for them, all that kind of stuff. Oh, sure. And when you bring them in, right, bring them in in an opportunity of high success. Yes. So I, I'd love to bring them in in a, in a red zone situation where the game is not in doubt and uh, see if they can bring it in and punch it in. That would be nice. Absolutely. Hey, anything else uh, on the offensive line before we uh, before we talk about the uh, another position? No, I think you know Montel McBride is a guy who didn't make grades, and so he's going to go the the JUCO route. Uh, you know, anytime a player does that, you know they could come back here, they could go somewhere else. So it'll be interesting to see you know the level of uh, you know what we need at the guard position in a couple of years and uh, how strongly we re recruit him. Uh, I think that'll be telling, but you know we'll have a chance to see him or at least our coaching staff have a chance to see him compete uh, at a JUCO level and kind of see where that that comes. I think that's okay. I think we've got a just an incredible amount of depth uh, across the offensive line uh, with all the freshmen that we brought in, one of the best uh, freshman offensive line classes I think I've ever seen. And uh, it'll be fun to watch uh, this group develop. So, yeah, why don't we come back and uh, talk about uh, another position in our uh, next show. But uh, that's what I got for the offensive line. Anything I'm missing? Well, I just was a little disappointed you didn't you didn't mention Isaac in the whole show. I, I mean, I mean, I, I thought you were going to mention Isaac and 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 where he was going to play in here, man. I, I don't see him on the two deep. See, I'm not going to call out a guy the way that, that you did. I think that <laughs> I think Isaac's going to provide. Uh, I think he's going to provide some depth uh, across the offensive line. Uh, if we do come in with the threes, I think that he'll have a chance to play. I think he's going to be a good practice player for us. But, he got a lot of run with the twos, though. I'm being serious. I mean, do you see that? Do you see him factoring in, you know, in the in the two deep? No, I do not. Not in the two deep. I do not. Well, I um, I, I definitely as I as I was looking down the offensive line, I just wanted to see if there was he was the he was the one person that jumped out at me that we had not mentioned, and so I just wanted to get your uh, get your take on him. No, I, I you know I think that. Uh, I'm glad he's on the team. I think he's a you know a, a good guy. I just don't think that uh, he's going to crack uh, the the rotation. You know, if if we have someone go down, and so we kind of re- need need to sort of reconfigure our, our first and second units. You know, then he would have uh, an opportunity. But uh, as I see it now, uh, I just do not see him. Um, I don't see him in the two deep. Hey, one other thing I do want to mention real quick. I. You know, uh, we we haven't had a chance to talk about this since since the last show where we where we where we talked about offensive line. I do think the loss of Brandon Green is huge. You know, as, as we continue to, to develop the the backups that we have, um, I do think that's a big loss that that he's not that he's not a part of this team going forward. Yeah, I think so too. You and I spent some time talking about you know we moved him out to tight end, and uh, we thought that that may be sort of a uh, a proving ground to just slide him back over to to left tackle. You know, that was an idea that, uh, you know, that, that you had. I wasn't sure about it first, but then, you know, the more the season kind of played out, the better he demonstrated himself as a blocker. You know, I thought that that had some legs, uh, but that didn't uh, that didn't materialize. He has since left the team. Uh, not a lot of detail, not a lot of story on that, but, uh, you know, he's no longer with uh, with the program. So, uh, you know, he's the, an option at, ne- at neither of those uh, positions. You know, and when we talk about players that are no longer with us, and maybe you know, kind of what coulda, coulda or woulda been, you know, I just want to, I just want to, uh, you know, tip a hat to uh, Chad Lindsay. 
I completely understand and respect the fact that he wanted to start. Chad took his degree, uh, said thanks, and, um, uh, and and actually went off to Michigan, where I think he's going to start. And so, you know, he's going to have a pretty pretty ha- hallowed career uh, where he's going to get to have played and started for two uh, legendary programs. I just wish that he was going to come and finish his, his career with us this year. Not that we don't already have a lot of depth. But, uh, man, he really acquitted himself on the field and is a guy I'd like to see out there. He did. And between him and Brandon Green, right, you're, you're happy with eight. It'd be nice to be happy with ten, right? And so um, yeah, it, it just yeah. shows you uh, I'm, nothing against these new guys, right? But we're sitting here counting on new guys to step in and potentially be backups. And we yes. wouldn't be in that situation for these other couple pieces. That's why I just, I didn't want to leave this show before you mentioned those names. No, those are good things. I'm glad you, I'm glad you kind of hit the rewind on that because those are, uh, you know, we would have gotten out of the show without mentioning either of those guys. Uh, and just, I think across the board, that would have been unfair. So yeah, you know, I, I wish they were both here and, uh, you know, I wish them well in, in their future endeavors. If we do ever happen to, you know, I actually, I'm not, I'm not sure where green landed, but if we do play Michigan, then, then that'd be the only game that I don't wish him well in. <laughs> no, absolutely. All right, man. Well, I've enjoyed it. Absolutely. We'll come back and hit up another position. This has been another edition of the Alabama Football Podcast. Thanks for listening. And check out our 2014 Alabama Viewing Guide. Look, it's 100 pages of just fantastic, uh, I think, right? I wrote it, analysis and breakdown and our thoughts on uh, Alabama football. And it's only just a cup of coffee over at uh, BamaHammer.com. So check it out. And uh, leave us your feedback there. Thanks for listening. Roll Tide. Thanks for listening to the Alabama Football Podcast. We love that you're tuned in and hope that you enjoyed the show. We encourage you to reach out and let us know what you like, where we can improve, or just to shout out a Roll Tide. We are where you are. iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, email newsletters, T-shirts, free roster downloads, and of course, on the web at alabamafootballpodcast.com. Check us out where you'll find easy links to your favorite way to follow the tie. Got that, Coach? Aye. Of course. Roll Tide.